This is Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Yes. Let's go, Kansas 80, State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Tristis height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Now, live from Washington, D.C., it's Ryan Horvat, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashew. You know those Wizards right now are only down two to the Nets. You want to live bet the Wizards at all, Ryan? No, no, no. No, not tonight? No, I already got money on the Hawks, <laughs> which is usually painful enough, although they're up right now on the Kings 31-8. to eight. Most most people would feel good about that in the NBA. No, no, I want to be down about 20. That's a real thing. I just saw a tweet, and I think it's a very uh, reasonable tweet. It looks like the Kings went out last night. You know, you can watch a team on the road, and you're oh, just yeah. like, oh, they look like they had a late night. Yeah. That it happens. The, that was the inside info that I had, but I didn't want to tweet it out. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you just keep it to yourself. You don't have to give everything out. You know how it is in Atlanta. I do. I do. Land Atlanta's late. a fun town, it, man. It is, man. Fun, fun town. Our buddy Chris Miles joins us on the show regularly, lives there now, always doing some cool. He was playing pickup basketball with Dwight Howard the other day. With Dwight me, Howard? Yeah, with Dwight Howard. Where at? Uh, somewhere. In the United States, where. though? Yeah. Okay, so Dwight's, Dwight's back for the yeah, holidays, I'm guessing? Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, good, he was good. back, so I was like, oh, all yeah, right. Look at be... you just once again doing something cool. I don't know, so. <laughs> Man. Imagine, imagine. Imagine just playing basketball with Dwight Howard on a Wednesday. Well, Chris did. He played growing up. Uh, he played in high school. He would love to tell you those stories on a regular basis. I can say this behind his back because I will also say it to his face. He's also one of my favorite people. Another one of my favorite people. One of my favorite cat with the few. Ryan, the few people that either cover the Cowboys, fan of the Cowboys, anything, haven't talked to him in forever. Chris Arnold jumps on with us. 105.3 The Fan in Dallas with a Cowboys team that's got themselves they got themselves some Super Bowl aspirations but it's been a rough, rough couple of weeks right now, Chris, so it's been, I know, a roller coaster. It's been up. It's been down. There have been big wins. There have been big losses with the Cowboys. Right now, sitting at 10-5, and five, two weeks left in the regular season. What is your temperature on this team and your comfort level in terms of what they can do come playoff time? Uh, it's still up in the air. It's like, well, they're a talented team. They can win games at home. The road home splits are not kind. The road losses have been, uh, I wouldn't call them brutal, but they've been against the big dogs, and they have not beaten the big dogs. When they uh, lost the Miami Dolphins, it goes down to a last-second field goal. But remember, those two teams have a reputation nationally of the Spider-Man meme. They're huge. You know, they, they, neither team apparently can beat a big team. So, uh, again, the Cowboys, they're right there, but you just can't trust what you're going to see until they do something in the playoffs. The two areas that really worry me because I did bet the Cowboys to uh, win the Super Bowl. Nick's been giving me a hard time. But the middle of the field, <laughs> obviously, you know, they're bottom 10 against tight ends. They can't really cover slot receivers either but really now I'm worried about uh, Dallas against the run I mean the Jonathan Hankins injury has been huge since week nine I think like 45% of runs against them are successful which is dead last or second to last in the NFL you know is this an easy fix if Hankins comes back or what are you seeing right now on the defensive side of the ball because we thought with this team uh, that was the strength their weakness has always been the last few years run defense yeah. Dan Quinn 
he's got a, a pressure the quarterback defense. They're number one pressuring the quarterback. Um, but against the run, they're like, uh, I want to say they're number 24. The thing that's so sad is they got Hankins last year and they re-signed him. They've drafted Mozzie Smith in the first round to shore it up. Mozzie's taking a little while to, uh, to, to adjust to the NFL. He's, he's not like an impact first round pick. Not yet. He's, uh, shoring it up. But Dan Quinn's linebacking core is really a bunch of hybrid safeties. And that's not big enough to bring down running backs. And the Buffalo Bills showed you a, a recipe. I'm not going to call it a blueprint, but it is a recipe where they literally just ran the ball down the Cowboys' throats. This was a couple of weeks ago. This was a measuring stick game for the Cowboys. Okay, let's beat a team on the road, right? Beat a contender. The Bills were dangerous. And all they did was, okay, run the ball down the throat. Cook just ran the ball down the throat. He had almost 200 yards rushing. The thing that was so sad is, Here's a quarterback that the Cowboys feast on quarterbacks, right? Jared Allen was made to order. Yeah, he's a great player, but guess what? The Cowboys, they always get the, they have to get the takeaways. And Jared, Jared Allen was uh, Jared, Josh, Josh Allen was leading the NFL in in takeaways, fumbles and picks. And then he's also didn't he was leading the league in, in touchdown passes with like thirty at the time. Well, guess what? He didn't have any touchdown passes in that game. In fact, he didn't have a hundred yards passing the ball and the Cowboys did not have time of possession the bottom line is if you look at the Cowboys their best weapon I've said this over and over on the air their best defense is their offense the offense has to score first which allows the Cowboys defense to attack the quarterback of the other team because then that team has to start throwing the ball they're not going to have to be patient and run the ball and that's been the formula especially at home Cowboys averaging 40 points a game at home had that the NFL's longest home winning streak of 15 straight games had not lost a game since the first game season opener a year ago Tom Brady and the and the and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 2022 yeah, and the reason I ask about the middle of the field is you're probably most likely for Dallas, they're going to have to meet San Francisco or Philadelphia, but you're going to have to cover either Dallas Goddard or George Kittle. And then you look at the run game for both teams, and it's Christian McCaffrey, and then it's, you know, Swift or whichever back Sirianni wants Debo to use. Samuel, or Debo Samuel. Contact, yards yeah. catch. So do you feel a little bit better now after we watch Baltimore kind of curb stomp San Francisco? Does it make them seem like they're beatable? Because the last two years in the playoffs, man, Dallas. They've been this close to beating San Francisco. Bad play calling at the end of games. We have Ezekiel Elliott playing center. We have Dak running QB draws <laughs> with no timeouts. That was, that was a damn shame. <laughs> but do you feel like after that game, because I'm trying to make the case, man, that this could be their year. Do you feel Do you feel like they might match up a little bit better? Maybe this could be their year that they could beat San Francisco? Because I feel like it's Dallas, it's San Fran, it's Philly, and then it's everybody else. I hear what you're saying. If you if you look for the Cowboys to do some damage, you want Dan Quinn to look at the Baltimore uh, blueprint, the game plan, and see what they could do with that. Because Dak Prescott, he was in the MVP conversation because he actually leads the NFL in third down conversions. Dak Prescott knows how to execute. When it comes to the 49ers, that's been the team. They, Like I said, the last two years, they stopped them in the playoffs. But I've been telling Cowboy fans here in Texas, you can't count them out. Now, in this world of projection and instant gratification, you want to be absolute, but not in the world of sports. And the best example is in baseball, the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. That was a hard team to watch last month of the season. And all they did was go undefeated in the playoffs on the road. No team in baseball history had gone 15-0 undefeated on the road, on their way, stomping out the uh, Houston Astros that owned them, stomping them out, 
to beat then beating Arizona in the World Series to win a World Series championship the franchise had never won in 52 years in Texas, 63 years overall coming from D.C. So the whole point I try to make to people is, yeah, you can dismiss the Cowboys all you want, but don't try to climb upon the bandwagon like you did with the Rangers just in time for the Arizona Diamondbacks to lose. You follow what I'm saying? Yeah. You gotta be. You have to be. A, you can't. You can't be a coward. Yep. You gotta say, okay, it's gonna be hard to watch. I gotta buckle up, and if this is my team, I gotta let them play it out. That doesn't mean that you walk chest first. Oh, the Cowboys gonna win the whole thing. No, you just have to play. Let it play out. Let me say one other thing about those Rangers again. They had never won it at all in their entire franchise history. The last game of the regular season, they had been in first place most of the year. They lose the last game in Seattle by one run. One to nothing. It was like people were flipping pencils. They're like, this Rangers team, they might, they might make the playoffs, but they ain't going nowhere. And then lo and behold, stuff happened. So what it means is in the world of sports, if you're healthy, the war of attrition, and if you're hot at the right time, who knows what can happen? And ironically, you mentioned the 49ers. The last time the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, which was the last century, in the 20th century, that is 30 years ago. The last time they did that, there was a fear of having to go through San Francisco because San Francisco was the defending champion. This time the Cowboys had Dion, but guess what? San Francisco lost. The Cowboys wind up hosting Green Bay, and then they go to play uh, the Steelers in the Super Bowl and win. Again, I'm not saying that the Cowboys are destined to win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying as hard as it might be to watch or as hard as it might be to you know, say this team has a chance, they just do because it's sports. Talking to Chris Arnold, BetMGM tonight. Yeah, I, I, the thing, too, about, like, this season, Chris, is we've really had, like, every team has gone through some sort of roller coaster. I, I don't know that yeah. that's over the NFL season, but, like, it doesn't it just feel to you like this is more wide open than it's been before? I, 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 we throw around the word parody a lot. Tom Brady threw around the word mediocrity. There are some teams you certainly feel that way, but, like, I look around the NFL, and I could poke holes in every single team, and at this point now, too, I mean, even the 49ers. I thought when the 49ers were healthy, they were unbeaten, and the Ravens proved that that wasn't the case. Now you look at the Ravens and go, well, maybe they're going to win the Super Bowl. But then you still look at the NFC and go, yeah, can Dallas get through there? It just feels to me like it's more wide open than in the past, and no one has truly separated themselves at this point in the season. You're exactly right. And case in point, do you realize the Cleveland Browns now have more wins than the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> and they've been through four different quarterbacks. Cleveland <laughs> Browns have 11 wins. The Cowboys have 10. The Cowboys are on a two-game losing streak. They had not lost two games in a row the entire season. But if you look at just the AFC alone – it's so freaking wide open. And nobody was paying attention to Baltimore. And guess what? Lamar Jackson's healthy, and they keep winning. San Francisco, oh, they're the big beast. And they had that, that rough mid-October. But guess what? Baltimore had no problems with them on the West Coast. None. So it just shows you you're, you're exactly correct. Anything can happen. Kansas City, they need wide receivers that stay on the right side of the ball. I mean, it's, I can go on and on and on. I could go on and on and on about, okay, these teams are supposed to be dead. Oh, wait a minute, they're still alive. These teams are supposed to be dominant. Oh, wait a minute, they're not dominating anybody. Buffalo's an extremely talented team, but they're still on the outside looking in, hoping to do some damage in the playoffs. When you look at these two teams tomorrow night, 
think this is going to be a higher scoring game, or do you think this is going to be a lower scoring game? Because Detroit this season, it's kind of like these teams almost have the same issues, right? Like they both have really good pass rushes. Detroit's good against the run. Dallas not so great against the run. But I just I, I don't know if this is going to be like a slugfest, or do you think this is going to be more of a shootout, Detroit and Dallas? Because the total in the game is 52, which is pretty big, and it's golf versus Dak. But I don't know, man. I, I could see it going either way, really. The thing is so crazy is that – there's a bunch of Cowboys ties to that Detroit Lions team. And I was talking to some guys out of the Cowboys locker room and star, and uh, even J. Ron Curse, who's got the green dot on his helmet, safety for the Cowboys, he used to play for the Lions. Uh, Dan Campbell was a tight end for the Cowboys before uh, Jason Witten. Uh, Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, he, was, uh, he spent a little time at cornerback for the Cowboys late in his career. In fact, he has family here in Dallas, and he owns a couple of chicken franchises down here. So there's a lot of ties to find. But the thing about it is, Micah Parsons says something to make me pause. As much as the Cowboys have had problems against the run, they held both Miami running backs in check. They combined, they, must, they only had like 92 yards. They didn't have 100 yards between them. But here's what's so wild. Micah was saying a couple of days ago that Detroit's run game, which is powerful, they got two back um, – combo just like Miami did he said they remind me of when we had Zeke along with Tony Pollard and we he said we practice against them every day he said they got a guy who gets the dirty yards and they got the guy who's got that second gear and so they're used to seeing what they're going to shut sh- with the, with Detroit the thing about Detroit where you can't trust them uh how come out of the blue Jared Goff started fumbling ball a lot. I don't know if his hands are too small. That they, that's what they would knock on him at the draft was. His hands are too small. But he's a, he's a really good quarterback. But the point I'm trying to make is it's wide open. Is it going to be a high-scoring game? The Cowboys average 40 points a game at home. I don't know if the Lions are going to get 30 points or 20-something points because the defense feeds off the Cowboys' offense. You follow him going? He's going to have to throw the ball a lot if the Cowboys get a lead. I would take the under. But at the same time, just know that anything's possible. And also know at halftime, Jimmy, got, Jimmy Johnson goes through the ring of honor finally after 30-something years. He becomes the 24th person in the organization to get honored. Only the second coach, him and Tom Landry, only uh, 20 players and two executives, Tex Schramm and Gil Brandt. There's going to be all kinds of former Cowboys there with gold jackets from the mm-hmm. Pro Football Hall of Fame, Jimmy Johnson – a protégés. I can't even tell you how many people are going to be there at this game on, on, on Saturday night. And it's going to be a Saturday night game because it's a, an extension of Monday night football, which means Troy Aikman will be there. So this is Michael Irvin is going to be there. Emma Smith will be there. This team better not let those old Cowboys <laughs> down or they're going to have hell to pass. <laughs> uh, Cowboys by a million. That's what I'm hearing now, and I think that's the way I'm going to go, especially with the fact that, yeah, both teams are great inside. Cowboys also seven and zero at home. I mean, it's just it, it it's a perfect scenario. Winning streak, fifteen game winning streak at home. Perfect. Longest in the league. It's a perfect situation for them. You know what? I like a good narrative bet every once in a while. I you just want lot. them both to score a lot of points. Yeah, oh, that that were, listen. I want to watch a high scoring game. I'm right there with That'd you. Fun. Chris Arnold, one hundred five three, the fan in Dallas. Great to talk to you again, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, man. Always, anytime, fellas. You take care. See you later, Ryan. See you later, Nick. Happy New Year. Yeah, I mean, he does bring up a great – I think that's a great point, though. Like, these games 
games where you have like all these legends come back, you got guys that want to make sure, right? Like Dak wants to look good in front of Troy Aikman. Like that stuff does matter. Yeah. You, there's just one thing if like, okay, Troy Aikman's calling the game. Yeah. It's another when you see him like on the sidelines, maybe, or maybe not Troy, but you know what I mean? Like somebody that's there, it makes a difference. Every quarterback should want to look good in front of Troy because Troy, he doesn't hold back, man, on these quarterbacks. No, that's he what doesn't. I love about him. He no, tears he into these guys. <laughs> Which is... Oh, it makes the broadcast better. I'll take it. All right, scoreless Ohio State and Missouri. 13 and a half minutes to go in the first. It's Ben MGM tonight. It's time for a short commercial break. Don't go anywhere, though, because we'll be right back with even more Bet MGM Tonight. Presented by Bet MGM. Live from BetQL.